0: Hey, we're Nathan and Zoe, and we're building the life of our dreams.
1: From work we're passionate about, hobbies that fulfill us, we believe life's what you make it.
0: We know life can sometimes feel lonely, so think of this podcast as a virtual conversation with your BFFs.
1: From tips for creative entrepreneurship to navigating the messiness of life, we are here for you. We care.
0: Welcome to the Who Cares Podcast.
1: Good morning, Zoe. So we're doing something a little bit different with the podcast, which I feel like is a constant thing that we say when we get on the podcast is that we're doing something different with it.
0: Yeah, but I kind of feel like that's a theme in our life, honestly. Like, I think one of the biggest things that we have embraced as of the last year, for sure, is to be okay with trying new things and to be okay with sucking at new things.
1: It's so hard to suck at new things and I think as we've gotten further and further along and especially like in our photography career that it's become even harder to suck at things because I feel like
0: you have an image to protect
1: yeah and I'm we don't really and I'm not saying we're the best photographers or that our work is the best out there but you know,
0: no, I mean, I don't think that that's what like having an image means. It's just that you work so, so hard to have this brand. And I feel like we were able to get to the point where I was like, OK, like we have an understanding of what our brand is and we have an understanding of like where we want to go with our photography. And then just us being who we are, um, it's like, cool, that was amazing for like a little bit. But now I want to change. Or, you know, pivot.
1: Yeah, pivot. But it was when we started the podcast, you know, the first few episodes were simple. They were us sitting here talking into this microphone a lot like we are now, a little more planned out than the conversation we're having now. And then we started to have these people come on our podcast and we did interviews and that was amazing and it was so fun to have these like conversations with all these amazing photographers, you know, we had miles and John and everybody come on the podcast and it was so great getting to talk to these people. But then it became even more felt like we had this like image to protect with the podcast and it felt like the guests had to get bigger and better as like time went on and it, felt like the pressure was mounting when this was something I feel like we started because when we go and do you know the workshops and stuff that that we do a lot of times we talk to other photographers and you know we're kind of in our own little bubble and I don't think I always realized that like I always have another person with me that's just as passionate about photography as me like pretty much 24 hours a day You're with me, and I have another person that's just as passionate about this as I am. And then a lot of creatives don't have that same feeling, and that it's really easy for them to feel isolated. And all I really ever wanted from this podcast was it to be something where those people who felt that isolation could feel like they were just talking to two people who understood what they were going through understood the passion and the feelings and the hardships it takes to grow a business like this
0: i think one of the biggest things for me was transparency um because for one it's not always easy to be transparent Mm -hmm. um it's nice to be like oh yeah from the outside like everything looks perfect like we're living you know the life Mm -hmm. I i am super grateful for everything we have and i know we've worked our asses off but like it's not always rainbows and butterflies and so i feel like that like getting an insight into knowing like hey like you know there are creatives out there who are amazing and everyone has those struggles like we're all people we all get um we all get into these places where we don't know how we feel about our work or we want to switch our work or whatever so having someone to kind of bounce those things back and forth has been so helpful to us. And although this isn't like an open conversation with you, um with you guys, like I still love that we get to share just kind of what our talks are like.
1: Yeah. Like when we started it, I wanted it to be something that other creatives, if they have a day job and they're getting in the car to go somewhere, they can, pop it on and it feels like they're getting to have a conversation with two other people who understand what it's like or if they're, you know, having to edit all of their backlog or whatever that they have something to turn on. And I'm hoping by, but I, as we did it, it was like the pressure mounted to up the production quality and make it bigger and better because that's what I want to do with everything with our photography in our business it's so easy to just want it to be bigger and better and bigger and better and just focus on the bigger and better and you gotta sometimes lose sight of the reason you actually want to do this in the first place and I don't want that and I want this podcast to be that conversation for people
0: yeah and you know naturally there's some back and forth in that so we will probably be snappy with each other every so often that's you know that's a peak at our lives.
1: if you get a real nathan and zoe conversation there will be some snappiness at each other 100
0: but i love that honestly um i learned i, l- I like confrontation more than most people though so i don't know
1: i avoid it like the plague
0: yeah but i don't know i just yeah so let's let's talk about something Let's talk about um, just like in the spirit of transparency, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what our like plans are social media wise, like what we're working on. Um, and just, you know, to share, to share the things, to share our goals for me is really hard because.
1: You don't want people to know that you failed. It's easier to talk yes. about things you've previously accomplished, not things you want to accomplish because it's like once it's out there in the world. There's a certain like level of
0: like if I don't if I don't get there like I'm gonna feel judged. But honestly, that's the whole point of this is to just share. And so
1: even with the podcast, it's been so hard because we released our first episode back before Thanksgiving of last year, and so we're coming up on like eight months of already like having this podcast that was supposed to be this weekly thing and even this episode right here will be episode number 14 because we do it. And then like life happens and there's a few months or honestly, I just get in my head about the podcast and like its direction and what I want it to be. And the next thing, you know, forever goes on. Yeah. I mean, if anyone on here has listened to the episode with Tom, where we had our coaching call where we were supposed to be working out the technical issues with this podcast, you know that, the technical issues were not the hard part it's the head issues
0: for sure and um and I know we've talked before about like us going to therapy and it just it, it reminded me right now like in therapy I learned I have some serious avoidance issues which I I didn't realize kind of like span throughout my entire like life like everything that I was doing like If something went to stress me out, then I would do anything in my power to avoid it. And so um, it became really easy to just not do things. And then when you don't do things for a really long time, it starts to feel normal. Like, that's just me. Mm -hmm. And so it just gets easier and easier to avoid stuff. Like, I avoided driving for three to four years and I know that sounds insane but it's my reality and um you know I I've noticed like when we do the podcast and when I start to get nervous or when I start to feel like oh my god people are gonna think we're weird or crazy to think we can even do a podcast if I can avoid it I'm going to avoid it and so um I like I'm like you know what I'm proud of us for episode 14 because we could we could have just never done it honestly.
1: It's true and you you mentioned something about you avoiding driving just while ago. and if it's okay with you, I'd love to go back to that because I think there's probably someone out there who's listening to this who struggled with some of the same things you did that led to that. And so if you're okay with it, I'm going to ask your permission. It's weird because we've had this conversation a bunch of times. But yeah, I'd love care. to talk about it a little bit.
0: I like I like I said, I want to be transparent because I think that's the only way that you can really authentically reach people.
1: So I'll kind of like recap the beginning of the story a little bit and then we can kind of talk about where we're at now because I'm super proud of like the accomplishments you've made in the past few months with it um when zoe was got pregnant you know we were living in a very very rural town and she was driving to work every single day and about halfway through her pregnancy she started getting so sick that she couldn't make that drive every day anymore and so she ended up having to quit her job and get a new one well after we had our son and everything
0: well during during my pregnancy My, I was supposed to renew my driver's license. And, you know, I was like, I'm not going to renew my driver's license while I'm all puffy and pregnant. I'm going to wait till I have a baby and, you know, lose all my baby weight. And then I'll go get my.
1: Yeah. Because it expired like two months before Beckham was born. My driver's license did. And so you waited. But then after you had Beckham, you had a really well, I don't have much experience with other people, but for what seemed on the inside, like a really severe bout with like postpartum, like depression, anxiety.
0: Right. And um, the thing about, because if I look back on it, I would say like, no, it's just anxiety. I think that's the, the thing about depression is that it, it is sneaky. Like you don't realize when you're going through it that, you are depressed and that you've lost your motivation to basically do anything. Um, But yeah, it was bad. And I would have panic attacks daily, sometimes more than once a day. And my panic attacks um, were terrible. I would just, they would last hours. I think the longest one was like 10
1: hours. About 10 hours.
0: And um, during the panic attacks, I, I, felt like I couldn't breathe I felt like I couldn't get enough air inside of my body and I was in pain like breathing hurt which I I don't even know how that's a thing um but it was so painful and so terrible I'd start throwing up and um I remember I would just pray like I would just pray to God that I would pass out and that it would be over that I would wake up you know the next day and I would be back to normal. But that never happened. I never passed out. I just had to wait it out. Um,
1: But during that time when you were having those panic attacks, the driving kind of like, like, I'm trying to think. The word is like exacerbated. There we go. I was struggling to say it this morning. It exacerbated those like anxious feelings. Even honestly, just riding in the car exacerbated those feelings. There was many a times when the panic attacks started just being in the vehicle, but because of how bad and severe they were, for at least a few months, there really was physically impossible for you to drive.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was. I wasn't even allowed to be home with my newborn baby by myself, and as a mom, like, if you're a mom, you understand this, it's a really, really crappy feeling to feel like you can't care for your child, like, you're not good enough to care for your child alone, like, that's the sole purpose of being a mom, right, is like you're supposed to be able to take care of your kid, and, um, I couldn't, I, I needed a babysitter for me so that I could watch my baby, and so that was rough, um, and, so yeah, like I I couldn't drive. I couldn't I definitely couldn't drive, especially not with him in the car.
1: But it was like even as you know, we went to the doctor and they started to get like your medication straightened out to like help you through that time. The I think that's where the avoidance started to come in and like driving just like never really like worked its way back in. At this time it's crazy to think about, but even during that like anxiety time You had quit your job right, you know, right as around the time Beckham was born. And we had started doing our photography. So we went all of a sudden to being together and working together.
0: Right. So that was kind of like, I think like a crutch that kind of made it go on even longer was that we were together all the time. So if I needed to go anywhere, Nathan could go with me. So there was really no need um, for me to drive myself anywhere plus um I think like you know the postpartum stuff was like a lot so I I just I felt like I needed him to be with me all the time um and so it just kind of continued but then it's like even after the medicine did its thing you know and I started to be more more like myself i'm not gonna say cop. It, it took a long long time before i felt normal um and i'm talking like it was probably last year before i started to feel
1: it was really so we went to the doctor and you got medicine for your anxiety and everything but i don't think that it ever started to return to normal until we started going to therapy last year
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, um, at that point, like,
1: so go to therapy folks. That's
0: for sure. I will never stop telling people that we all need therapy. I think even if you're like, I'm perfectly fine. You probably are like, yeah, you're fine. But therapy is just, it's just amazing. Like you get to know yourself better and, and knowing yourself better and knowing why you add certain ways, it gives you the ability to be more understanding for other people. And I'm like if we can be more understanding we can get so much more accomplished because rather than going straight to being like angry or whatever with someone you you can kind of be like okay like why are they behaving this way why am i behaving this way so anyway go to therapy but um after therapy i i started to feel better and and i knew like one of the things that i wanted to work on was driving um but i struggled to make myself do it and so um one day in therapy the therapist was like look you you are just avoiding this um or you know like therapists do they'll they'll be like do you think that possibly maybe you're like avoiding something and then you're like oh shit
1: They ask these, like, they never, like, accuse you of doing anything because that's not how, like, therapy works. But they ask these questions where you realize it, like, within yourself.
0: Yeah. And so I was like, okay, um, I am avoiding that. And so I guess them telling me, like, or me being able to understand, like, where the source of it was... Um, made it to where if I if I tried to avoid it, I'd be like, Oh, I'm doing that thing. I need to stop doing that thing. I I need to get behind the wheel. You know, at this point a very unlicensed driver, by the way. So anyway. <laughs> I um
1: Wait, are you saying that you drove illegally?
0: I did. A lot. Well, recently while I was trying to practice.
1: If you're a police officer, no she didn't.
0: Yeah, if, I, if you're a police officer, I would never. But, I mean, I had to get better. Um, and the only way that I felt like I could get better was if I made myself try it. And the funny part is that I I enjoyed driving. Like, it was purely this avoidance thing that was like, I don't know, this fake thing that I'd made up in my head. Um, because I enjoy driving. I didn't feel uncomfortable driving once I was doing it. But the hardest part was getting myself in the driver's seat. So anyway, I think Nathan was trying to tell you guys that I finally went to the DMV. And...
1: Your girl got her learners permit.
0: <laughs> so I can officially drive legally as long as there's a 21-year-old licensed driver next to me um because my husband scheduled me the wrong appointment but yeah <laughs> so
1: hey but I scheduled the appointment for her and I think I get some husband points for that that's another thing is sometimes Zoe and I rely on each other so that we don't avoid things we don't want to do like I do things she's avoiding for herself and she does things I'm avoiding for myself one thing like recently I hate going to the doctor or calling the doctor. I don't hate going to the doctor. I hate calling the doctor to, like, fix stuff because Zoe likes confrontation more than most people, like she said. I hate confrontation. I want to avoid it at all costs. And there was, like, an issue with my prescription, and they wanted me to come in to fix it, but I didn't want to pay for another visit when I didn't think I needed to. So I had her call them. It didn't work. I had to get a new doctor after she called them, but...
0: But it worked.
1: But it... but i did get the medicine yeah
0: but now i mean going back to the learner's permit i know that it sounds hilarious and even i think it's like oh you know i'm for, i'm 27 and i have my learner's permit and um but also at the same time i'm like hell yeah i have my learners permit. i'm really proud of myself like you know people who don't know may not understand but like This is a big deal. Like, I worked really, really hard to be able to get to the point where I'm at, and I should be proud of it, even if, like, it comes easily to other people, you know? So, you know, here pretty soon when I get to go to my actual driver's test appointment to Lima Barber, I will hopefully be actually licensed.
1: And we'll keep you updated. Yeah. (laughs) We'll... I'm going to take a picture of Zoe at the DMV with her driver's license. No, with the
0: big, like, fake...
1: <laughs> yeah, the dude... I don't know if any of y'all's... I keep saying the DMV, but it's technically in Texas. You go to the DPS office to get your driver's license, not the DMV. Oh. But uh, at the DPS office, they had this big, like, giant... It looked like one, kind of like one of those big checks, but it, instead it was a giant Texas driver's license with a hole cut out where the head goes so you can hold it up and take a picture and i'm totally going to take a picture of Zoe and Boy, post it
0: but let's talk about how i had to do driver's ed and so like cuz like
1: yes and now she will not stop spouting off random ass laws while okay, i'm driving first
0: of all, like i've always been a very by the book like safe driver
1: that's thank true you, thank you that, that is true
0: like if you're in my car you will wear your seatbelt we will go the speed limit like if you don't stop, yeah, your blinker needs to be on 100 feet before you're turning. Like, very much by the book. I am a grandma driver, and I do not care. If you see me on the road, you probably hate me. But still, um, so now, like, I had to do the whole, like, six hours of adult driving education online so I could take the test, so I didn't have to take the test there. And then I had to watch the super sad video. Oh, my God. It was awful about texting and driving, which, again, I'm a really safe driver. So, you know, it didn't even matter. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, Nathan gets really annoyed with me now because we will be driving. And I'm like, did you know that in Texas it is illegal?
1: to?" And she uses that voice, too, guys, like everything, even things that don't apply to me. She's like, did you know that if you're driving a truck, that the cooler with alcohol in it can't be so close to the back window of the vehicle? Be two feet. Two feet away. And I'm like, we don't even own a truck.
0: We don't even drink alcohol, mostly. We do drink alcohol, but not like regularly enough to have a cooler.
1: Yeah, I don't know that I've ever, well, I've never had a truck with a cooler in the bed.
0: We've only had a cooler one time. Just a cooler. So. <laughs>
1: We've only owned one cooler, (laughs) guys.
0: And it was signing, so we don't have a truck.
1: And I won it in a raffle.
0: Yeah. But anyway, if we did have a truck and we did have a cooler and we did put alcohol in it, that hoe would be two feet from the back windshield because that's where it's supposed to be legally. Okay. But did you know that in Texas, because like, you know, you have
1: to call the cooler a hoe. Are you slut shaming the cooler? Okay. You're going to get us canceled.
0: Okay. We're going to skip past that and go to, did you know that, you know, we all have to wear seatbelts and then like, if you don't wear a seatbelt, you'll get a ticket, even if you're not the person driving. But if you own a truck and it's your family's only like source of transportation, you can ride in the back of the truck, which has no seatbelts, which is very confusing to me. And you have to wear a seatbelt. But you can drive a motorcycle. Like, I don't know.
1: There is some spots in the laws where they don't fully make sense to me. Yeah. I don't think, I think they were made at different times and they didn't always like.
0: Oh, like, like Billy was just saying, like in Texas, you can own like so many guns, but you can only own six dildos.
1: Yeah, that is what he said. He said he heard it on another podcast that you can own as many guns in Texas as you want. But you're only allowed to have six dildos.
0: Are there's like is there a limit for guns? I don't know. Either way, you can only have six dildos. And my thought on that is like who the hell is keeping up with like who's checking on you? Who's like where your where are your dildos and let me count them? Like, I don't know. So
1: But all of this goes on to say what I don't even remember. Exactly. Don't go to
0: jail for like excessive dildo ownership. 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 Don't do it. It's the law, and we care about you and your record.
1: And if you're trying to start something new, just do it. It. The part at the beginning and starting is
0: the. It's I'm here trying to start something new, like a dildo collection. Is that where you're going with? This?
1: That wasn't where I was going <laughs> in a bit. I was just trying to I was trying to circle back the conversation so that we could finish this off.
0: <laughs> Everything's so sexual now. <laughs> I would never lunch like this over this conversation.
1: <laughs> but
0: B or B, I'm gonna go get rid of Roshi Dildo.
1: <laughs> true. Do you have it? do you have too
0: many... Well, citizen <laughs> resident. oh my god
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's for another podcast we don't have time to unpack that but anyways we want this podcast to be fun we want it to just be a conversation we want to be able to relate to everyone out there and help you when you're going through stuff and be those like companions alongside of you so we're gonna work On doing this podcast and keeping it chill, and cut me off. Well, the recording stops at thirty minutes, and we're at twenty six minutes and forty seconds. Not
0: about the recording, but I was like, I love this. This is fun, but we have to leave. So,
1: oh, I did not realize what time it was. We do have to leave. Then I'm just, you know what? I'm not even going to circle back, guys. We love y'all. We have more things we're working on, and we'll talk to you again soon. So, have a great
0: day. Thanks for listening to the Who Cares podcast. If, if you like this episode, please hit the subscribe button. If you want to follow along for more of our shenanigans, check us out on Instagram at Nathan and Zoe. Or if you'd like more info on us, you can find our website, NathanandZoe.com. See you next week.